a forecast. To my right, we have APAT. Now, Alex, how are you doing? Hello, everyone. And to my left, we have GW. Garrett, how are you doing? Doing good. We are Wednesday Comics. We're here to tell you about the comic books coming out for June 6, 2018. Uh, it's the first Wednesday in June. We're in June, boys. What do you think? Yay! Alex, Sweet. is it officially summer yet? No. What really? a dumb question. No, no, it's not. Memorial Day, that's the official start of summer. Well, for school, but it's not the actual summer solstice. All right, weatherman. Hold so on no, a second. Here. Summer hasn't started. Let me tell you something I do know. I told you about the comic books coming out this week, and we're going to start with Image Comics. We're going to start first. Black Science, number 36. This is Rick Remender and Mateo Scalera. Later Than You Think, part two. Grant and Sarah McKay take the first of what might be their last steps. The fate of everything rests on the cooperation of a shattered marriage. Uh, we were just talking about before the show. Me and Alex aren't caught up in this book, so I'm not sure how it's doing. You know what I figured, Alex? I'm maybe I'm not sure. You're probably in a different mindset than I am, but I know we're leading to the end. So I'm kind of hoping to like stock up some and then read it because I think Black Science works out better in chunks. And uh, we haven't got them on a regular basis recently. So it's like, I mean, I'm not falling behind by holding back on a couple of issues and then because this is the when did the last one come out it's been a while hasn't it uh it's just like a, maybe a month and a half ago i mean it's not super long but it'd been a long time since we'd gotten this last issue uh probably by at least three maybe four months and what did they announce um, what was the going to be the uh last issue i thought it was supposed to be 43 i thought it was what you and i had talked about but that may be wrong so don't quote me on it um you know, the one thing with this this book in general is they had started out so strong. Uh, probably the first 20 issues were superb. Maybe 20 is too high. Um, I think 23 is after McKay talks to that witch and loses the his powerful brain. And that's when I thought it really kind of took a dip in quality. So I'm hoping this last arc or last couple arcs really solidifies the story into getting strong and nails that ending that's my hope at least um here i see that the end is going to be issue 40 40 okay so we'll see uh recommender says they hope to end around issue 40 but does that mean it's actually going to be over then or i guess uh, that's what he says so i don't know if when you say i hope it ends at 40 that doesn't leave me going oh there's a solid end in mind it's like oh if i guess if we get to it we get to it if not we'll keep going yeah i guess that's what i kind of read too is like them saying oh uh we have a story we're not sure how much longer it's going to take but could be till 40s but we'll see uh how long it takes uh here we go death and glory number uh two this is also uh rick remender and ben gal on the art there uh we were at the first issue we reviewed on the show uh is anybody else still picking this up is gary you still gonna get this yeah i'm still gonna get it I think there was enough in the first issue. I know like there, you guys had some gripes in there with the whole interior monologue stuff, but that didn't really affect me that much. Um, I think Ben Gallo's art is crazy good enough. So that just that alone is going to propel me to get that second issue. Um, I solo number three. This is Brendan Fletcher, Carter Kirchhoff and Masak. Uh, Olin and Rook's past diverge, one com- companion on a hidden road to discovery and the other headed straight into the jaws of death. Uh, this series, I'm going to say, uh, it's been pretty good, pretty great. We did read, though, that right, they're going to go on a break. What was it, after issue four or after? I think so. 
After four, there's like no uh, I saw it like next year. So it's the first arc, whatever the first arc is. So enjoy this book. You'll get a chance to catch up. If you haven't got it, you'll get the trade, whatever's coming out. Uh, but I do, I think I would recommend it if, uh, you know, it says here recommended for fans of Studio Ghibli and the works of uh, Hayao Miyazaki. And I think I would agree with that. It has that kind of feel of this grand world, but also it doesn't seem too complicated. It seems something like uh, you could share with your kid. There's nothing really that violent in here. So. I think it's my, very I simple story. The only thing with this book, though, is I think I'd enjoy it more in chunks. Like, I will continue to get the issues, but it's one of those things that I, I read issue one. It was good. Read issue two, and it was like, oh, I want to know what's happening next, that I really would want to binge read this book. The waiting month-to-month kind of sucks. I mean, it's it a good book. So nice. No, no, I know. I, that's great, but it's one of those it'd be more satisfactory to read it in a chunk instead of having to wait a month going, Oh yeah, I got to wait another two weeks for this book to come out. Paper girls. Number 21, Brian K. Von Cliff Chang new story arc. Can someone escape fate? That's what Mac and her fellow newspaper delivery girls must discover as they break free from the year 2000 and travel into the distant future. Uh, speaking about waiting for a while, Alex, uh, paper girls, you, where are we? The paper girls. This is the, New arc, so we were on a break. Um, what do you think? You know, it's one of those books that I, I get excited when it's coming out. Um, but I also am not excited because I never actually know what I'm reading. Like the art looks amazing. This is probably one of the most beautiful books I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's not overly realistic, but it's just that, that um, Cliff Chang art is amazing. But I'm, I don't know what uh, Brian K. Vaughn is going for as a story because I'm still kind of in that my own little world trying to figure it out. So, so I'm excited to get this book, but I still have no idea what I'm reading. I completely agree. I see the like I see the issue. I'm just like sometimes I just ask why am I still getting this? Even though like obviously that art's amazing and there are some bits within the story that I do enjoy. But when I just start to feel like I'm gaining understanding what the story's actually going, it does a complete 180, and I'm like, uh, okay, sure, there's this thing now. So I don't know what his goal is with this story. Uh, you don't find enough issue for issue to keep enjoying it, though, Garrett? Um, I think, obviously, this is I, – I feel like this is made for trade. Like, I don't think – Obviously, issue to issue. Alex doesn't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you know what's going on, Marvin. Um, I don't know. I think a part of it is that so I So many I really question marks. It should be called question mark. Well, That's I, what it should be called. the thing is with this series, and I, I, I think I know enough to enjoy it, enjoy the character moments and everything like that. I don't think you're supposed to know exactly what is going on. You know, Brian K. Vaughn wrote on Lost for a long time, and on Lost there's a lot of stuff that you're like you for a while have to embrace and have patience with what's going on and be like, I'm not sure what's going on, but I like these characters enough to stay here and enjoy an episode per episode. And then eventually, I mean, there's some things in your answer and there's some things they did answer. So I think you have to decide whether or not you like the characters enough to stick along with the story or if you're going to be like, hey, I'm not sure what, I'm, I don't care enough about the mysteries because I don't care about the people. Well, I'm just waiting for that payoff and it's been like, 15 issues 16 issues of like what the fuck i think i'm just waiting for the four girls to finally come together and not one of them get lost and then spend three issues looking for their friend i'm waiting for them to finally get the upper hand and either fight back against um whatever bad guy there is in this arc 
Because every time they get somewhere, they they end up losing their friend. Yeah. And they all spend so much time looking for him. They finally find him. They find this bad guy, but nothing ever gets resolved. They get sucked into another realm or another timeline or what have you. That I just I want I want there to be one solid concrete thing for them to find. Yeah. Other than the four of them. I like the characters. I, I think all four of these girls are really good. I do agree really with strong. that. I think what uh, Alex is saying is true, and I think it's what you're trying to say too, Garrett. There's no clear conflict, so you're not sure what they're fighting for or what they're actually trying to do. Um, but because before we had... We, we keep having these uh, villains, villains, I say in quotations, for a while, and it, then they like somehow get away. But it's never like... I never feel like that's the main part of this book or like that's what it's going for. So I don't really I do enjoy it and I like don't need to know like what is going on with time travel or anything like that, but I do also need at some point for them to be like here's the point of this book like and if it is just these paper girls, which is fine. Uh I think we need to spend more time with them actually not doing plot stuff and like doing more stuff with them just interacting with each other. I mean, that's how it is sometimes. It slows down enough for that, but sometimes it tries to be too plot heavy and it's not strong enough. At least in that part right now, where I can care about it, I need to care about the characters a little bit more. I think I think my one thing is that I, I and unfortunately I compared this book to one of my other favorite books, Saga, also written by Brian K. Vaughan. That I go that book, I know what the plot is. It's this family trying not to get sucked into their own personal war that they started out on, and then just trying to raise their kid as just a normal kid. I get that story. That's a great underlying story, and then it's just the adventures they go on and who they meet. That's all I want from Brian or from Paper Girls. I just want something just to hold on to. Uh, I do. It's probably actually, actually, Garrett. It probably is better in trade because it's not per issue. Not much happens, but I think overall in the arc, there's enough for me in the arcs that I'm like, okay, I'll get the next one. But you really right. do have to have that kind of faith and patience to finish out the arc and be like, okay, I'm sure something will happen in this arc. But well, I feel like I have been patient. That's the problem. Uh, like how much patience do I have to submit? I mean, we're twenty-one. We're twenty-one issues, then at this point in time. Uh, well, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, I, if if Garrett, you don't enjoy issue for issue anymore, I guess why are you still getting it? Like, it's because twenty-one of the collector issues. in me. <laughs> I'm like, too far deep. That's what I'm saying. Alex is like, it's twenty-one issues. At this point, you either know you like this or you don't like this. I don't know. That's the whole point of the story, though. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in the plot. We've just been talking about that. Hey, Garrett, what's going on? Walking Dead 180. This is Robert Kirkman and uh, Charlie Allred. New World Order. This conclusion. We had some reservations at the beginning of the arc. Now we're going to get the conclusion. Are you excited or are you just relieved that this is finally done? Um, I'm actually excited that it's done. Like, I feel like there's just been a crap ton of exposition for what's probably going to be like 10 pages of payoff in this issue. Cause it's, it appears that, you know, they're finally going to make it back to the hilltop where, uh, or to the settlement where Rick is. Um, and then Rick's probably going to shoot one of them and then cause another war or something, or Rick's going to die or who knows, Andrew Lincoln's leaving the walking dead, you know, all that jazz. I was so, going to say, do you think they give uh, him an out and they kill off Rick? Uh, I doubt it. I I mean, at least I the like book be... has at least the book has Carl that they can throw in as the main protagonist. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like even if Lincoln leaves that show, they'll probably keep him alive or whatever. But anyways, on this, I think this storyline has been like treading same ground, and like I still 
you can't fool me, uh, Walking Dead. I still don't understand why this comic's an extra dollar. <laughs> so That's I'm true. holding on until you answer that fucking question. You've been honest with me for how long? And now you're just like, well, here, here's an event, which isn't really an event. And we're going to add a dollar to the book. Like I, I noticed. So explain to me. Uh, Dark Horse Comics, Dr. Star and Kingdom of Lost Tomorrow's number four. This is Jeff Lemire and Max Fimara. Uh, the, uh, it's not the conclusion, right? Or is it the conclusion? This is 4 of 4, I think. Conclusion of Dr. Star and the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows. Uh, what I'm going to say, I'm going to go out there. The best thing to come out of Black Hammer is this miniseries. And we get the final issue, and it looks like Dr. Star is going to take his boy on... Uh, looks like here. Here, let me just read it. Former hero Dr. Star, just trying to save the light of his ailing son, has searched the galaxy to find a cure. But when it, when it becomes clear that... And maybe for not, he returns home for a long promised journey with his boy. Uh, boys, get the tissues ready. Uh, somebody's going to cry, I bet. Uh, what do you think, Alex? <laughs> the conclusion of Dr. Star? I, I think the buildup of these first three issues really has led it to um, a point that this is one of those characters that, as a, as a dad, I can, I can totally understand where he's coming from. Um, when I watch TV shows now as a dad, and it's a, a, a dad or even just a dad like figure talking to a kid and the kid's sad. And then the dad's trying to stay strong. Uh, Papa P over here gets a little emotional. So I am fairly certain if there's something sad in this issue, I will be sucked right into it and I will, I will tear up. So I hope it's that strong. I want that kind of stakes. I want that kind of emotional feel from the books I read. I want to know that. Uh, and, and it's Jeff Lemire. So I know he cares about what he's writing. The man, this is the year two for him, so I'm I'm all for crying. Bring it on. Yeah, uh, you know, um, and anybody who hasn't read Dr. Star, you can skip it. First off, go get it. You don't have to read Black Hammer. You can just read this. Uh, so just skip ahead about uh, 30 seconds. I want to say, so in the uh, third, second, no, second issue, when he goes up to space and he figures out that he lost a lot of time and he goes back, it's probably the most... Uh, scary thing I read. I read in a comic that's not really supposed to be like horror in a long time because just that, just the idea of that is very scary, of wasting all that time and coming back and your son is older than you or not older but like around the same age. And then also, uh, I would say that what was I gonna say? I was gonna say that um, Jeff Lemire. Oh, that's what I was say Jeff Lemire. Normally, if somebody put out this four issues, I'd be like they had a good year. But Jeff Lemire has this. He has Black Hammer, Rage of Doom. He has uh, Gideon Falls. He has Royal City. The man for at least the last year, and ha- we're halfway done. And I don't think I don't see him faulting at any point the rest of this year. Uh, you said last year the year of Jeff Lemire. The man's trying to make it a decade of Jeff Lemire. Because uh, seriously, <laughs> this is well, that guy I must think- not do anything but right. If Century is as strong as any of these books that you just named, uh, that has the possibility to be one of my favorite Marvel books, just for the fact that Jeff Lemire wrote it. Yeah, and so, he's going to be on Hit Girl next month for uh, the new arc. That's the thing with Jeff Lemire, and I think if, if anybody's listened to this and they haven't ever read a Jeff Lemire book, when you see his name on a new number one coming up here in the next six months, pick it up and read it. Um, I, it's almost guaranteed to be great. So we'll see. Uh, but he is having a great year, and uh, I don't see him stopping anytime soon. He's become one of my favorite writers. I see his name. I read his books. They're all still different, but they're always great. Halo, uh, Collateral Damage. This is Alex Irvine and uh, Dave Crossland. 
the Master Chief and Blue uh, team are deployed by the UNSC to Alpha Corvi 2, a pre-Carvius human colony world, seeking to halt the Covenant's effort to uncover something hidden below the planet's surface. The Spartan strike team quickly finds out that they will have to rely on each other in a small uh, cadre of human rebels in order to survive and complete their mission. Hey, Garrett, uh, Halo's a uh, series that a lot of people like, and they enjoy the right. story. It's uh, a, There's a lot of games in that series. It hasn't came out for a while, though, right? The Halo game series. Halo about? 5 came out in 2016, so I believe. a couple of years, so we're getting that comic book now. Is this something for you, Isaac? Because I know you do like that series, right? I do, but not enough, so I don't really get any of the expanded uh, universe stuff. Okay. Well, that's coming so, out tomorrow, so anybody wants to pick that up. I think that art looks pretty good, so um, go ahead and check it out if you're interested in more Halo since it's been a couple of years. Uh, Sword Daughter number one, this is Brian Wood and Mac Chatter. The 40 swords came at night and murdered the entire village, save for two people. The infant Elspeth, Elizabeth, or, or her grief-saving father, Dag, setting off on a revenge quest that will span the width of veg- uh, Viking Age Europe. They find the key to repairing their damaged relationship lies in the swords they carry, created by Brian Wood and uh, Mac Cheddar uh, of Lazarus. She must have did one of the X plus 66 issues. And Brian Wood, who's done Northlanders, the massive DMZ. Um, Northlanders is a great series about Vikings, so go ahead and pick that up, too. Sword Rider is a visually stunning and emotionally pugnant story of parent guilt and acceptance of loss. I wanted to bring this up because, A, I had no clue this was coming out. Like I said before, Brian, K- I'm Brian, K- Brian Wood for Northlanders is a great writer, especially with this subject material. So this is... Inspired by Lone Wolf and Cub, which I brought up on the show before, which is a great story. And then 28 pages, which doesn't seem long, but it looks like it's going to be, uh, it says Deluxe uh, cover stock. It's going to be like a nice little book. Um, my only question is, and I hope that that, I'm, that price goes down going forward. But uh, I think this is one you should keep your eye on and take a look at when you get to the shop. Yeah, I saw the preview in this for uh, a couple months ago on Image Plus. So, uh, not Image Plus. Uh, I saw it on Previews World, and it looks amazing. Like I'm definitely picking it up. Brian Wood is good about being historically accurate in terms of Viking stuff, but it it doesn't sacrifice itself for the story. So, uh, good stuff for Northlanders. Like I said, go back if you haven't read it before and you can read it. Xerxes Fall of the House of Darius Three of Five. Frank Miller and Frank Miller's One to Remind You that's still coming out. So if you're getting that, that's something that uh, was unexpected when it was coming out, but it's still coming out. There you go. Uh, IDW Publishing. This is uh, TMNT Ongoing, number 83. Uh, let me pull this up here, and we can see it's by Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman. Dave Watcher on art, Kingdom of Rats, part three, in an effort to thwart the Rat King, the TMNT travel to distant Siberia to try and enlist the help of his brother, Mammoth. The turtles soon find that his welcome is less than warming when they're new surroundings. Uh, Alex, what do you think? First off, that cover looks great. That's the art inside, which it is. I guess it's the same artist. Looks pretty great art. Yeah. Uh, this actually, you know what? This whole time we always talk about turtles, and I've never seen a cover that was like I, I should be reading this. That cover makes me feel like I should be reading this. The the last issue, okay, the last two issues have been um, involving the pantheon, which is these um, godlike um, siblings, and so you got the Rat King, the um, Baron Toad, which that last cover was actually amazing too. It's the same premise of the big bad guy or the big pantheon character in the background and the turtles in front of them. 
Uh, I'm I'm super super amped. This is by my pick of the week right now because turtles have just been on fire. It uh, is. It's like the book is back. I mean, it's back on track, baby. Those turtles are in it, and the story's been fantastic. And it's like, man, I when I got to the cliffhanger last issue and I saw this cover, I was like, let's go. Yep. I I am. Whatever they were doing with all the the triceratons was the the build back into this book being solid. I uh, cannot wait for this issue to come out on Wednesday or tomorrow, and I am super amped to read it. Uh, DC Comics is the home of the Dark Knight and Man of Steel. Batman number 48. This is Tom King and Mikkel hunting the best man part one. Batman and Catwoman decide they might go might be better to elope rather than go to, through some big stogy wedding ceremony, but no sooner do they put their marriage on a fast track than the Joker, Joker appears. And when the Joker kidnaps the Cape Crusader, will he give his ofo a piece of his mind or bash his brains? Bash in his brains. Uh, we saw the this is coming off of the DC Nation little story there. If you haven't read that, I believe it's free online on their website. So go dccomics.com and read it. Uh, but I am really looking forward to based on that this arc. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? Batman number forty eight. I'm looking forward to it, and don't get me wrong, I love Hanin's art, but God, I wish it was Clay Man that was drawing him instead. Um, uh, but still, like, I think, like, it just makes sense, you know, who loves uh, Batman, obviously, more than his family or Catwoman, that'd be the Joker, because, you know, his infatuation with Batman, uh, that's always been a big key role in their relationship, so it's like... You know, wouldn't you be pissed if your best friend got married without telling you or was planning on getting married without telling you? Like, that's probably what the Joker feels. He feels wounded, so he's going to come uh, be like, whoa, don't forget about me, buddy. I'm still around. So I, I'm excited. It's going to be freaking crazy. I at first felt like I should be apprehensive about this story, and then I realized, being that it's Tom King writing it and that man knows his Batman and how to tell a good story. And this whole buildup into the wedding has been spectacular. Um, I washed away any doubts and I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to get into this book. Speaking of the wedding, Batman prelude to the wedding, Nightwing versus hush, Tim Seeley, Travis Moore, uh, Albuquerque on that cover there. Uh, Garrett, did you get the last uh, tie in? I did. I just haven't read it yet. Okay. And these are all kind of tying in, right? This is part two on it, even though it says, Batman number one, it is. It does say also part two, so it's very confusing. But I think do you have to read all these in the in the in order? I wouldn't. Uh, think so. The way well, it just say part know. two. It's part of the. I checklist. guess this is part two of the prelude, isn't it? That's what it says. Yeah, uh, it's part of the checklist leading up to the wedding. So I feel like it's who's, who, important. I would want. I, I guess I need to see who's next on the list. I think it's a Riddler, like Riddler Batgirl or something. Because at least it made sense that Ray should be in issue one versus Damien. Uh, you know, Ray should be Damien's grandfather, and Bruce is supposed to be the heir to the head of the demon, where Thomas Elliot was Bruce's best friend of the past. But Brother didn't. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. I was just like, oh, it makes me excited to see these characters that maybe would have a little say or a little uh, more personal tie in to Bruce. I'm hopeful for these books to be really good. All I'm saying is Batgirl's Oracle one, so she has to keep the mind guy out of the way. I suppose that makes sense, too. Injustice 2, number 27, Tom Taylor, Daniel, Sampri. Uh, Garrett, how's this book going? Before I before you answer me, 
I don't think. And if you look at uh, Hal Jordan as Green Lantern on that cover, uh, that is Hal Jordan, right? I'm not sure what this um, is. Trying to find the cover. Uh, boy, right. anyways, I've never seen his hair look better. Uh, nice job there, Tyler Kirkman. That's nice hair. Yeah. Um, well, insert statement about oh, yeah, yeah. Hold uh, on. what this book is about. Injustice Thank you, 2, uh, book where anything can happen. There's uh, The stakes are well done, and uh, uh, the unexpected is the expected. Injustice 2, Tom Taylor. There you go. Thank you. Justice League number one, Scott Snyder, Mark Morales, uh, Jim Chung. The totality part one, a brand new era begins here. Comics legend Scott Snyder and Jim Chung launched the Justice League into a cosmic shaky mystery that will draw out their most terrible foes in ways our heroes couldn't possibly imagine. In this debut issue, Martin Manhunter struggles to protect the team from an ongoing incoming threat that will shatter the world as they know it with the familiar face that strikes out on a dark path. Uh, Justice League number one coming off of the uh, No Justice miniseries. Uh, if you see there underneath the uh, DC Universe little banner, it says No Ju- New Justice, excuse me, the New Justice League. It looks like this. So first off, this Justice League is more like the TV show. Uh, I believe that's the whole TV show. Except for, was Cyborg on that TV show? No, I don't think so. Um so we have Justice League. I know, Alex, we had a little issues with the end of No Justice. Are you still looking forward to this here, or are you thinking that maybe they're coming at Justice League from a too high of a concept level? I, I think you're – when I when you read the uh, solicit there of this is world-shattering, um, I'm calling bullshit to that. You already had a world-shattering epidemic the last issue, and it got solved lickety-split. So – no, it did. I'm not. I, I'm, not con- I'm not. I'm not concerned about whatever's coming. Um, but I'm. I'm like. I, I'm giving this first issue a chance with it being Scott Snyder. Yes, I've got faith in his writing to an extent, but I've also been burned by him. So I'm kind of on the fence on how excited I really am for it. So I'm going to get it, but I'm also. I Trust can't jump fully in. Everything is better for Justice League than when Brian Hitch had the reins. So oh, I, I mean, I, I agree with that, but I'm just, but I'm still nervous on who's got the book. So, by Garrett's pretty low level to set for yourself, being like, it's better now than when it was unreadable. Yeah, it's definitely going to be better than that, but like, right. is it going to be good? Um, That's true. <clears throat> but I think like the rules have been, like, the story has been set up not just by Scott Snyder, Josh Williamson, and James Timmy the fourth. So I think. With that team, like setting up that story, I feel like he's not going to be able to go super crazy into his own mythology because there's already been mythology set up. Um, all I think is is that this one out of the three that are coming out is probably my one that I'm so I'm unsure about and I'm probably least excited for. But I still am curious enough to be like, I'm going to check this out and see how it is. I think my, my one of my biggest concerns is how much is Snyder going to rely on Batman? I mean, I love Batman, but if I'm getting a Justice League book, I want the Justice League. I don't want Batman and some of his friends. It's Martian Manhunter's team now. Well, Martian Manhunter yeah. being back is enough for me to be like, okay, I'll check this out. So we'll see. Uh, Man of Steel 2, part 2. Excuse me, part 2. No, issue 2. What am I talking about? Brian Keevan. Excuse me, Brian Keevan. Once again, everybody's not Brian Keevan. Brian, Brian Michael. All writers Bendis. this week, Brian Keevan. <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis, Evan Chandler, and Steve Rude. Uh, with an arsonist loose in Metropolis, Superman's powers are almost useless into finding the culprit. 
And back at the Daily Planet, everyone wants to know what's going on with Lois Lane. How can Clark hold on to the secret of what happened to Lois and John much longer? Garrett, what do you think? Man of Steel 2. Um, the faith is restored up to this point. I really enjoyed issue one. Um, I am very excited for this issue. I love that cover. I think that cover looks amazing. Um, Story-wise, I think there was enough about John and Lois to get me intrigued to see what happens next. Um, Cause I thought he was going to completely kill them off, which he still could, but at least I know he's not just going to be like, well, we just won't ever talk about them ever again. He's going to explain why if whatever happens to them happens. Um, and I do like that there are rotating artists. Um, I know it does show a little inconsistency, but I think that by doing that, it just shows how each point of this mini series is important to like what's going on in the mythos with his run. Nightwing number 45 this is Ben Persing, Chris Mooneyham. Uh, Nightwing investigates a string of murders that, that are at first seem disconnected, but when the signs start to point to the digital unworld, the mean streets of Bloodhaven begin to transform. So how does a hero like Dick Grayson use to his fist to solve problems, stop a villain he can't get his hands on, especially when Bloodhaven isn't the only thing compromised by a tech implant in this new smart city initiative? So is Nightwing's mind. Alex, you caught up with this? Yes. And what do you think, Nightwing number 45? Um, it's Percy who's writing it, right? Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. I read the first issue. It was actually better than I was expecting, but I'm still on the fence whether or not I want to continue to get this book, especially now that it's at $4. So I will most likely look through it and see if I think it's worth my time. Otherwise, I may be dropping this book. And it's not that I don't like it. It's just... A dollar extra is a dollar extra, and I don't know if I really care enough to get a book that I'm not 100% sold on. So I'm interested, but I'm also... Nightwing's been $4 for a while. Has it really? Yeah. I think ever since Sam thought... Humphreys took on. No way. I think so. I thought, it was still, I thought it was still three while he was on, and maybe it did change over maybe in the last month or two, but I thought well, it was still... Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's $4 I thought, that I right. saw, and I'm, yeah, maybe I don't want right. it. This storyline, though, I think is quite good for just being a Nightwing story. Um, I think arcs in the past have relied on him, you know, flashing back to when he was Robin and things like that. I think this will be a nice, fun story of him just being Nightwing. And that's look not Nightwing and his amazing friends, not Nightwing flashing back on being Robin, but Nightwing just being Nightwing. And maybe if if that's the case, if it's actually going to be Nightwing being Nightwing and not having flashback episodes with his best buddies and all of his homies and Grayson tiebacks, then I would be fine with that. But I also have seen how Nightwing's been written in the past. There's always something tying him back to what he used to be. And it's like, why can't we embrace what he is now and that he is in Bloodhaven? Not everything revolves around Gotham. I want him to be Nightwing and I want him to fight his own bad guys too. To answer out of all these other rogues. To answer Alex's question, it went to three ninety nine as of the last issue. Oh, with forty four? Yeah. Oh. Well. Unexpected number one, this is Steve Orlando Carney Nord, uh, and Ryan Sook. In the aftermath of DC Knight's Metal, the DC universe has forever been changed as new heroes are calling out of the shadows, or called out of the shadows, excuse me. Amid all this is Janet Falls, Firebrand. Once a paramedic dedicated to saving lives, she must now start fighting. Start a fight once every 24 hours to feed the conflict engine that replaced her heart. But Janet's heart isn't just a curse. It's a beacon 
drawing out both the mysterious neon the unknown and the seductive uh, malevolent bad Samaritan. One of them wants to cut out her heart. The other one wants to save it. But neither neither of them know the true hidden danger. Excuse me, danger hidden within the within that will kick off a superhero manhunt ranging from Vanguard to the deepest hearts of the dark multiverse. First off, whoever wrote this complicated for no reason. Uh, but two ninety nine, not expect this coming out of DC Metal, which now seems like it was fifteen years ago. Is this exciting anybody to get into this? Uh, Gary, I know you were trying to get all these, right? No, I'm not getting this one. Oh, I thought you were going to try them all. No. Okay. Well, I don't think anyone's that's a new one number one you're getting so but I don't think anyone's really gonna try that one out. But Marvel Comics, here we go. Marvel Comics, the uh comic company, Marvel, I mean Disney forgot that they bought. Ant Man and the Watson number one, Mark Wade and Javi Garan. A new series from Mark Wade and Javier Yeah, I just said it. Oh Javier. Okay, excuse me. They correct themselves. Wasp was just trying to help Ant-Man get home to Earth to see his daughter, but a little problem got in the way. Got in the way. Very little subatomic, in fact. As Scott Lang was lost in the vast spaces between atoms, now Nadia is his only hope of rescue. If only he could listen long enough to, for her to save them. For master storyteller Mark Wade and Marvel young gun artist Javier Garan uh, comes a story of a big journey, getting smaller all the time. You know what? Actually, so... Mark Wade, I know for you guys he's hit or miss. He's more hit with me. Uh, at least I feel great that they didn't replace Nadia. Here she is, still the Wasp. Okay, well I don't sure. They at least didn't try to like the movie's always coming out. That's why this is coming out and our next book, which I'll talk about in a second. It's obvious that this is here to be like, hey guys, where are movies coming next month? Don't forget it. But at least it's still not like changing 100 just because the movie's coming out. You know what I mean? Is this interesting yeah. anybody to pick this up and check it out? No. No. Um, I, I like Ant Man just fine, but I don't need to go out of my way to get a book. I think this is a mini series along with the next one we'll talk about here. Um, you know, there's something about. So Javier is not a bad artist. Actually, he's it actually looks pretty good. But that style is like Marvel style right now. Like most of your books look like that. And I think I just get kind of tired of seeing it. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I'll check it out. If it, was a, if it was an ongoing, I'd be in. But the fact that it's a mini, it's like, oh, how convenient that this mini is just taking place over the spans of the movie. So I know it's just money laundering. So you do realize what money laundering <laughs> is. And that's not yeah, is. right. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp: Living Legends. This is Ralph Macchio and Andrea Devito. Hey, is this a credit kid? Scott Lang must pick up where Hank Pym left off with leaders of the interdimensional forces captured by a brutal dictator. They reach out to their old friends, Ant-Man and the Wasp, but uh, you see, Scott Lang is not exactly the Ant-Man who helped them all those years ago. He's an Ant-Man, but not that Ant-Man. And when the fate of the freedom hangs in the balance, Scott Lang has no choice but to try and fill the shoes of his mentor, Hank Pym, as Ant-Man and the Wasp fly again. Uh, This looks like it actually is... uh, going to be more movie-centric. Um, so pick up that up. This is actually a miniseries. It's, is it a miniseries? Yeah, it must be. Okay. There you go. Karate Kid. That's not actually, that's not actually the Karate Kid, if you believe me. Uh, Astonishing X-Men number 12 is, is Charles Soule and uh, uh, Gerardo Soldovo. The final showdown for a man called X, Xavier Verde, and Silek versus Pro Proteus. Uh, Alex, you've been getting this whole time, and I know uh, you keep up with every issue. So how's it going? You know, it's actually really good. 
This is probably one of the best X-Men books I've read in a long time. And I usually I preach that I like the X-Men. Haven't gotten many books. So I'm kind of a hypocrite. But I've been getting this book, and you know what? I've really enjoyed it. It's got good characters, good writing. It's one of those uh, commodity challenge type things where every issue there's a new artist. So I'm excited for this book to end and to see where it leads me. Uh, Captain America 703, Mark Way, Leonardo Romero. Uh, Alan Davis, Promised Land Part 3, Jack Rogers is a wanted man on a desperate search for a cure to his son's fatal disease. And once it's found, the legend will be reborn. Uh, Al, uh, Garrett, what do you think? Captain America 703. We haven't talked about it for a while in the actual show. Uh, I believe we're talking about this week, right? Yes. Uh, so what do you think now that uh, Chris Samney left? We got Linear Romero. Is it still uh, Is it getting better or what's? how is it? I would actually say I am enjoying this arc way more than I did the last one. Even with Samney's art, this story is incredible. I think, uh, you know, it's a story about Cap's descendant and dealing with actual lore of Captain America and ramifications that took place between him and the Red Skull. Like, I think it's incredible. And I know only two issues have come out so far after 700 or that last arc, but those two issues have like, I think better story power than uh, anything that's recently come out. So I'm very excited for this. And uh, Leonardo Romero's art. Amazing. Dazzler X song part one, uh, Magdalene Visaggio and Laura Bragna. It's coming out tomorrow. So if you're interested in Dazzler, it was, uh, it says here she's an Eisner winning uh, writer, but I'm not. I, that name sounds so familiar, but I can't place what book she did. So, but I do recognize and think that uh, when I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, she's a good writer. But I'm not sure what she wrote. Let's see here, Eternity Girl. That's what she was writing. Oh, that's right. Okay, so go ahead and check that out. She was writing. Oh, she's writing Shade, the Changing Girl too. Also, that's where I know from. Uh, Deadpool number one, Scotty Young, Nick Klein on art. Uh, here we go, the Merc with the mouth, Merking for a living. Alex, what do you think? You were out. You're, you used to be. Alex was the guy for me with that was like Deadpool. That's his dude. And then for a while, like you were getting all things Deadpool. I think you got burnt out because you were getting like everything. And Marvel was like, hey, here, we're going to make everything like 15 <laughs> series at once. Yeah. And then eventually you're like, this guy is roped in. Let's every other issue make it 10 bucks. And eventually Alex got burnt out. Now we got Scotty Young, Nick Klein coming back. It's a reboot, uh, even though Marvel Legacy. Sorry about that. Um <laughs> What do you think? Are you interested in this? Oh, I, I am actually super, super amped for this book. Scotty Young has been nailing it on his uh, creator-owned image book, I Hate Fairyland. So I know, and he knows how to write funny. I laugh out loud when I read that book. Um, I think you will have a good uh, stance with Wade Wilson as Deadpool. Hopefully this art, if this is the cover artist, the same inside, because if it is, uh, top-notch. That's what I think Deadpool should look like. Look at that sweet ass gun. Looks like he's killed all the Avengers. Uh, bring it. I'm excited to get a Deadpool book. You're right, Marvin. I got burnt out because I was buying every every freaking thing, and a lot of it was always written by the same writer. And I'm not a fan of that writer. Now that I know that, I don't get his books. So I'm ready to get me some Scotty Young. I read the preview and it made me laugh out loud. Scotty Young's a good writer and it made me uh, lol. So if you're interested in Deadpool, especially after that Deadpool 2 movie, go ahead and check this out. Uh, I think uh, with Alex, uh, if it has any chance of being what he quotes, Scotty Young knows how to write funny, uh, which I'll, I think that's where they're going to rename all the comedies that come out. It's not in the comedy section anymore, Alex. It's just the funny section. Um, 
if anybody knows how to do that, it's Scotty Young, and he's been doing it for a while, and he's good at it. So, Doctor Strange number one. This is Mark Wade and Jesus Saiz. New spells, allies, and enemy in this new series from yeah I've, Marvel. Quit. I can read their names at the beginning. They'll got to repeat it. <laughs> Uh, this is a series. So, okay, dar- basically, uh, Doctor Strange in space. Uh, you're talking Boo. to you're talking, Garrett. Quite a second. Here. You're talking to probably uh, a guy who I would say he's probably top three, top four characters for me. Now, am I gonna get this? Uh, I'll check it out. But the only reason why is because now I see they're in space. That's new. But when I read it here and somewhere, it's going to say that he loses his magic and all this stuff like that. That's the only thing. It's like, I think that's we're kind of done with that. Like, literally, the last three or four writers, that's what they've tried to do. Being like, what happens if he loses his powers? And then uh, he gets them back. So I don't need another, hey, what happens if he loses his powers? Because I guess what? He's going to get them back. That's what happens. So, I mean, I don't need to see that again. But maybe this Doctor Strange in space, actually. And Jesus, Jesus uh, says did art for uh, Swamp Thing, I believe, uh, once Charles Soule was writing it. And his art, if this is, if I'm thinking of the same person, uh, is fantastic. Let me look at this preview here quick. It's loading up. Uh, that's called the uh, World Wide Web that I'm using here. Um, if it is the same artist I'm thinking of, I think this book will look beautiful. And Mark Wade, as long as we're doing different things here, yeah, that looks pretty great. Once we uh, start doing different things here, I think we'll be okay. So I am actually more excited now that I see that cover and see that art that I just looked at uh, for this book, than I was when I was just when I read this list that was like, "Hey, what happens if he doesn't have power?" So I hopefully he gets over that, and that's not the point of this story. I want it to be when, and you know, here's a shout out to Marvel. You can use this idea. I would like a little royalties, but whatever. Um, when you make it where Doctor Strange loses his powers, let it be like a John McClane thing. Then let him show that he's still formidable, and he's not like, "Oh man, I keep throwing up because I used all my magic." Let him, you know, put some C4 on a computer, throw it down an elevator shaft, and blow up. That's not you even know? who Doctor Strange is. I don't <laughs> care. If you're going to keep... If you're so keep he loses his powers. Power. Instead of going back to be a surgeon, he's just going to start uh, blowing up terrorists. Well, considering Got I don't it. think he's going to have <laughs> use of his hands very well, I don't think he can do surgery. At least he could probably strap... C4 to a computer and throw down an elevator <laughs> shaft. I can see Alex already in the Marvel Studios. are like, hey, what happens if Captain America wasn't a super soldier anymore? Make him John McClane. Oh, okay. Hey, what if with Hulk... What if, throw it at people. What if, he, what if Bruce Banner didn't have the Hulk anymore? Make him John McClane. It's like, hey, Alex, we got and, it. We and got it. You say, like Die Hard. Uh, we got it, Alex. Say, he would say, hoary host of yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> Although, well, here, if nothing else... Um, Chris, uh, not Chris Evans, sorry. Steve Rogers can team up with Falcon. They can be Lethal Weapon. Riggs oh and Murta. There you go. Buddy Cop movie. Immortal Hulk number one. This is Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. Horror has a new name. You've never noticed the man. He doesn't like to be noticed. He's quiet, calm, never complains. If someone were to walk up and shoot him in the head, all he'd do is die until night falls and someone else gets up again. The man's name is Banner. The horror is the Immortal Hulk. Garrett, I know you're excited for this. Uh, it's going to be a horror book with the Hulk. What do you think? Yes. And the one key, it better be freaking Bruce Banner. Notice I saw they didn't say uh, Bruce. Yeah, they, they did. Ban- they say Bruce. I thought I said Banner. Who, who else would it be? Who, yeah. There's some other banners, I thought. Bruce Banner? Thought- Whatever, Bruce I don't know. the Hulk. Anyways, I'm so excited that Bruce Banner's back. Um Definitely excited that it's going to be a horror book as well, because I think um, that's another thing we've been missing is when we got uh, 
whatever. Uh, Amadeus Cho, who's obsessed with like tech and whatever, and is not even, he's less ferocious than a, a little bunny. Um, I do miss that kind of fear of like him, like having to struggle with being the Hulk, not just like being Hulk and just being able to like not even think about it. So um, I think that's one of the best struggles and how you associate with Bruce Banner is like, you know, people are afraid of things and you have to overcome that fear to do what's right. So uh, very much looking forward to the Immortal Hulk and that cover looks amazing. I am excited that because so the big two especially are uh, guilty of having a lot of books, but not a lot of genres, usually the same thing each book. And it's good that finally they're like, Hey, you know, we should make a horror. And then that, not that also, they like to make these horror books like be like a side kind of book or a mini series. Something's like, hey, how about we do a horror book for six issues? I'm glad, and I hope it stays like that for a while. That one of their main titles is going to be not just pure superhero stuff. That they're going to try to do something different. And you know, when you have so many books that have so many things that I mean, so many they could touch so many genres. That I'm, I hope they do more if this is successful. So uh, I am looking forward to seeing how that turns out. X-Men Red number uh, five, Tom Taylor, uh, Mohamed uh, Aser, M- Mutant Hate is an all- all-time high, and Jean Grey is caught right in the middle. Garrett, how was, uh, by the way, I see my buddy uh, Namor, was he on this team originally? Yeah, he was always promised. He just started, he came in in the last issue. Um, it's been really good. I mean, they got to give it to Tom Taylor. He writes these characters really great and the annual did do exactly what I thought it was going to and kind of bridge that gap, uh, between Jean Grey coming back to life and then her starting this team. Um, so I have been enjoying this book and, uh, I have to counter Alex's statement. I think this is the best X-Men book that's come out in a long time. So, uh, is it Marvel limited? Is it every six months or six issues? Six months. Okay. So this will be going up there soon. And uh, I actually am excited to kind of check this out. I do like the, everybody that's on that team. And I didn't know Namor was part of it. I do like Namor a lot. And uh, judging from your uh, best writer of 2017, Tom Taylor, I'm going to have to check it out. See how it is. X-Men Red. There you go. And you get to get to know uh, Honey Badger. <clears throat> uh, Boom Comics. Let's see, Boom Studios. This is, uh, <laughs> uh, this is the reason why I hate uh, Mondays. It's called Garfield Homecoming Number 1. Scott Nickel. And Antonio Alfara, uh, anybody that's looking for, I mean, it's few and far between, but Kaboom is the uh, like all ages friendly part of Boom Studios. There you go. The fat cat returns. It's four issues. Get it for your kid or get it for yourself. Everybody doesn't like it. So many people like lasagna. So there you go. Uh, go, go Power Rangers number 10. This is um, Ryan Parrott and Miguel Macaro and Dan Mora. The Ranger Slayer has arrived, threatening the future of the Power Rangers, but destroying their past in service of Lord Draken. This is coming off of Shattered Grid, right, Garrett? Yep, this is still part of Shattered Grid. Um, this is part... I don't even know which part it is, but... Um, five. The This whole storyline has been so incredible. Um I think that there's enough of the teams involved now from all over the, the morphine grid that you do feel that, yeah, it's cool seeing all the different Power Ranger teams uh, working together to just try and defeat Lord Jacron. So, yeah, I'm excited. Guiltily, I'm behind on this issue. I mean, obviously behind on most books I own. Um, I don't know what my deal is. If I'm just not excited about Power Rangers or not. 
because you say all these good things about the Shattered Grid, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's been some strong points. And maybe it's just I'm behind, so I'm just like, oh, it can't be that good. Because you're right, those first two issues of Shattered Grid, 25 and 26, uh, spectacular. So right. hopefully Shattered Grid does stay strong, and I'm not getting, no offense, Garrett, biased from you. Right. But, uh, so good, so nostalgia for you, where I'm hoping it really is when I get into it going, wow, Garrett was right, this book was, holy shit, amazing. So The weakest issue was the annual I wish they never came out with that because it literally doesn't have to do anything. It does have to do something with the story, it, it, but it just gives you a little barely. taste of like every different world. It's like really this. This is one of those an annual right there needed to be a strong issue of look at all this other stuff. I'd rather see more uh, Lord eighty pages of the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a cop out, but uh, there's two books in the upside down I want to bring up just because I think they sound cool, and I'm not sure how they'll turn out, but. May, it might be a good uh, good couple of first issues to try out. Uh, Relent Grants, Zomra Huska on a book called The Barrett, uh, Barrett Number One, I think that's how you say it. A U.S. Spe- Army Special Operations Commander distraught after losing his entire unit to a superhero attack, uh, he, superhuman attack, excuse me, wages an absolute brutal one man war on an eccentric billionaire and a former superhero that he believes is ultimately responsible. So basically it's just a guy, his whole unit is destroyed by a superhuman and he decides to get revenge on the people he thinks are responsible. And one of them is a superhero. Uh, this is for mature readers only. And that cover looks great. So I think actually, uh, if you're looking for something different, that might be it. Uh, the next one here um, is Brother Nash. This is uh, Bridget Connell uh, doing the art and the story. Nash is a trucker. He also sees ghosts, and when the moon is on the rise and violence threatens his friends, he roams as a wolf as the highway beast when Nash takes on a mysterious hitchhiker heading uh, for Tuscan. His friends, him and his friends are dragged headfirst into the biggest, most dangerous adventure yet. So a couple, uh, that's from Titan Comics. The other one was from, I believe, Action Labs. A uh, couple comics there, if, uh, not from a bigger publisher, smaller books. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? Uh, what's, what's looking like uh, your pick of the week here? Oh, I'm kind of torn between uh, that sword daughter book and immortal Hulk, but I think I'm going to have to give it to immortal Hulk. I've been wanting Bruce Banner back for a long time. Alex. Uh, TMNT number 83, but my second pick would probably be Deadpool number one. Uh, I'm going to go Dr. Star in the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows, number four. Probably. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Holy crap. And uh, also really looking forward to seeing... I am, like... I think I am going to just get it. Uh, Dr. Strange, number one. Just I'm curious to see what we have. You know what I mean? Roll the dice on your favorite character. Every once in a while, you get to hit it. Get to get some... Uh, what do you call that, Alex? Blackjack. I don't know. Uh, Alex, it's been kind of <laughs> hot out there. Every once in a while, we get a cool day. But uh, what are we looking forward to the uh, next couple of days? You know, where I live, um, I've had some two really gorgeous days. Uh, today was, was kind of warm. I believe later this week it's going to get hot and sweaty, and you're going to want to wear your uh, swimming trunks so that you don't get too sweaty down in those regions and wear your tank tops so you can go to the beach and, like Garrett, show the ladies those muscles. Wait, are you saying um, so that your uh, balls don't stick to your thigh because it's so hot? I'm telling you, watch out for the balls sticking to the thighs. You hate when that happens because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> then you got to fix it, and it's weird, and everyone looks at you. Ugh, not that it's happened to me ever. <clears throat> That's what you get for wearing those Speedos. 
I, well, you know, sometimes you got to wear them. <laughs> I heard it's supposed Apparently to rain my... on Wednesday, though. No, no, not where I saw it. <laughs> when I look outside, I do not see clouds. Right now, it's dark. I told you last week I went to Alaska for six years. When you want to know what the weather was, you stuck your hand in the water. If it was warm, it was going to be cold outside. If it was cold water, it was going to be nice and warm. So watch out. If you're getting that mixed water where it's kind of like mid-temp, you know what you're going to get? Mid-temp. So watch out. Garrett, how are them roads looking? Um, yeah, there's a lot coming out tomorrow, a lot of good stuff. So I would definitely get your shop early. Make sure that uh, coffee pot's set on a timer so you can you can fill that your mug up and get the hell out the door and get to your shop. So that's uh, those potholes, doesn't matter. You'll just blow right by them because <laughs> the books wait, wait, wait. are too important. Well, one thing you said I think is counterproductive. You just told them to get a mug of coffee, then take it in their car, and the potholes won't be a problem. If they don't have a lid for that mug, they're going to spill hot coffee. So you're, you're saying or, because I didn't say don't forget your lid for your mug. that I'm saying that, watch out because I don't want you getting sued for someone going, my coffee was hot, and then I got burned. He's saying who, drives without a, who drives without a covered mug? Well, I'm I don't, I've you. never seen a covered mug in my life. It's called a thermos. Or uh, <laughs> a thermos by making soup? No. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just was pointing out something. The mug thing. You know what out. amazes me every time you bring that up, Garrett? I've I've never in my life, and maybe this is more uh, uh, to tell you about my character rather than to tell you about uh, how strange this is. I've never preset the coffee pot the night before to wake me up. I just wake up and like turn it on. <laughs> I mean, I know that feature exists, but I always think when I see that feature, I was like, who fucking has time for that? That's why you set the timer so that you just get to sleep more. You wake up and the coffee's already ready. So, so now I've, I've thought about doing it, and it's just that I. You. By the time I remember to do it, it's like well, I'm already going to bed. I don't want to go do that stuff. <laughs> Me too. You said really it good. one time. You said it one time. Yeah, but I got to change out the coffee one filter time. and then put the the grain. You have, to do the that. you have to do that every time you make a cup, anyways. Well, I know I get that, but I'm just saying. By the time I get to that point, I'm already like I'm sleepy. I'm going to bed. I'll just make it in the morning. Oh my god, why wouldn't you just redo, redo it right after the morning cup? What part of... Well, holy shit. I make I make <laughs> a pot of coffee. There's there's 12 cups. I drink the whole damn thing. Well, you know what I heard, guys. Uh. So, uh, speaking of... You know, Alex went to Alaska to figure out weather. I went down to a little place called Antarctica, and I figured out coffee, and I met an old man there. He was in this little bunker, you know, outside, and also I get, you, get, you get to a point where you're white outs and you can't see anything. So I get caught up and I get into this bunker. There's an old man there. He taught me a lot of things here. That's how I know karate and uh, uh, also jujitsu. And he also taught me one thing that I would never forget. He said, in the morning when you wake up, that's folders in your cup. And I said, thank you, sir. And uh, that's how I am the man I am today. And uh, for Wednesday what Comics, fuck? <laughs> I did Marvin. Horrible. I've been the weatherman, Alex. I'm currently Garrett. I don't know where that story just went. Hey everyone, stay cool, drink your iced tea, don't let those balls stick to your thigh, and keep reading those books. A hero held him tight. I'll start Folgers to brew. Mountain grown aroma coming through. Folgers aroma roasted coffee made from mountain grown beans, richly roasted and finely ground for great waking up aroma. Oh, what that aroma can do. 